Now, before we get into the episode, I just want to let you know that I have created a free pension calculator dashboard where you can basically fill in bits of information about your current pensions and what they're projected to be. And it's going to calculate for you your pension gap. And that's going to basically help you work out if you are on track with how much you're paying into your pension or not. So if you want your free copy, DM me the word pension on Instagram or send me an email with the word pension and I will send you access to the free tool. Okay, now let's get into it. Hello and welcome to the Mind Money Soul podcast. I am your host, Laura Ann Moore. I'm a money and mindset coach and financial wellbeing speaker. And my mission is to help you feel good about money and learn how to use money as a tool to live your best life and work towards financial freedom, whatever that means to you. Every week, I explore the emotional, practical, and spiritual sides of money. So if you're ready to get financially confident, grow your money, and achieve your big life goals, then you're in the right place. Change your mindset, grow your money, feed your soul. Let's go. Hello, and welcome back to part three of the four-part pension series. So in a previous episode, last week, we looked at comparing all the different financial products and their pros and cons. Now, in this episode, I'm going to answer the rather large question of how much should I be saving for my retirement? And it's going to be broken down into a few different chunks. I'm going to give you some different like calculations, different things to think about. But the key thing to know is there's not really a right or a wrong of how much you should be putting away. Um, It's more based on things that are important to you when you want to retire, how much you want in your retirement. They're the more important things. Now, obviously we can work backwards and work out a calculation based on what you want, how much you should then be paying, saving per month to reach your goal. Um, but it's going to look different for everybody. Now, some some financial experts offer this like calculation to say at the time that you start saving for your pension, um, you should halve your age and then use that as the number for the percentage of your salary that you should aim to save each year. So if you're 20, you should save 10% of your salary, 30, you save 15% and so on. Now, obviously, this is just one way to work it out. Um, it's not the only way. But it's it's a sort of straightforward way, regardless of whether you're freelance, nine to five, like whatever sort of employee status. But I think to work out how much you need to put away for your savings to meet your goal, you need to first of all know what you're actually working towards, right? How much do you actually want to retire on? Now, again, pretty big question. Everybody's different. Some people will retire like at 40. Some people will retire at like 60. The earlier you want to retire, the more money you need, the later, obviously the less. And it also depends what type of uh, lifestyle you want in your retirement. Do you want to be bougie, luxurious, have everything? Or are you quite low key, happy to just have the, you know, the easy, comfortable, nice to haves, easy, straightforward. Again, no right or wrong, but you need to decide what you want for your life. And that, and then that will help you understand how that transposes into financial habits in the now. Now, for me, my ideal scenario is that I want to be a grandma jet setting around the world, like high flying, in style, investing in my grandchildren's business, because obviously they're all going to be baby entrepreneurs, doing all the things. So I need more money, subjectively. But 
if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, that could never be me. I've barely got enough to live now, let alone in retirement. I might not even be able to retire at this age as long as I've just got enough to live and pay, you know, buy me biscuits. This is a mindset block. Your relationship with money and your beliefs are holding you back from what you truly want. Because if we peel back the layers and got into your deepest, deepest desires, would you really only want just enough to live off of? And like, is this just a phrase that you've heard your parents, grandparents chucking around for years? challenge everything, especially your own thoughts and beliefs about money. Anyway, back to the topic at hand, motivational speech over. So first off, let's start with working out how much do I actually need to have in my pension? Because then we can work backwards to calculate the monthly amount. Now to know uh, how much you need to have in your pension, we need to look at three things. One, the lifestyle that you want to have in your retirement. So essentially how much you would expect to spend every year. Two, the age that you want to retire. So how long you're going to need to draw down on that money for. And three, where else am I getting my retirement income from? So what pensions do I have and what other income sources am I receiving my money from? As I mentioned in the last episode, things like business, um, property, stock market investments. So when thinking about number one, the lifestyle that you want to have in your retirement, this is basically how much do you need as an annual retirement income? Now, the RLS, also known as the Retirement Living Standards, gives the following as averages. For a single person, the minimum living costs is 13,000, so like basic living. Moderate living is 23,000 and comfortable living is 37,000 a year. But for a couple, minimum is 20,000, moderate living is 34,000 and comfortable is 55,000. They're the standard numbers that people give as annual retirement income. For a single person, 13,000 pounds a year is minimum living even with not having the nice to haves, that seems pretty low, if you ask me, but we move. Now, also, some financial experts recommend something called the two-thirds rule. So this is basically the income that you receive in your retirement. They think it should be about two-thirds of your pre-retirement income to enjoy financial independence. So basically, if you're on a 30k salary now, that's your pre-retirement income. Two-thirds of that is £20,000. So therefore, to be able to enjoy your retirement, you need a £20,000 annual income. But obviously, there's some factors to take into account, right? One, inflation. If right now you're living comfortably off of 30 grand salary, let's say you're 30 years old, in 35 years time, if you wanted to retire at 65, inflation has risen a lot, as you can imagine, over 34 years. So what you can get for 30 grand today is not going to afford you the same lifestyle in, in the future. So that's something to think about. Number two, different costs throughout retirement. At the start of your retirement, you might spend more because you're more able-bodied, you're healthier, potentially. You might spend less in the later years, or you might spend more in the later years because of healthcare and care providers. Things to think about. And also housing. We have to take into account whether you own your home. Because if you do own your home, and as I mentioned before, that's going to reduce your living costs and therefore what you need as an annual uh, retirement income versus somebody who is renting or still clearing their mortgage. Now, obviously, I don't want this episode to be leaving you like feeling more confused, but I just want to highlight all the different things that you need to think about when it comes to retirement and your pension. Now, personally, I refuse to believe that anyone knows exactly how much they need for retirement, nobody is psychic. (laughs) Like you can't 100% say, but I think if we can work towards a goal, 
you then you might have a bit more you might have a bit less because obviously the value of your investments rise and fall and also you're gonna make do with what you've got but what you don't want to do is ignore it not set a goal not pay attention and then get to pension age and be like i can't retire i don't have enough money like nobody wants that we want to avoid that so at least if you know what you're working towards you can at least track if you're close to some kind of goal and at least you know what you're working with so the key thing is how much do you want to live off of annually in your retirement it might be 50 grand a year it might be 30 grand a year it might be 100 grand a year it's up to you you get to pick now once we know roughly how much you would like to live off of each year step two is thinking about when do you want to retire so what age would you like to stop working now it's quite interesting because The key thing about retirement is it's not set by the pension age. Obviously, I've said this before. So retirement is when you have enough money to fund your lifestyle without needing to swap your time for money. So that is essentially financial independence, which would allow you to retire. So some people, like I say, they're retiring like their 30s because they've got bare money and they're living off their investments. Now, funnily enough, a lot of people work towards this early retirement, but there's a lot of stats that show um, people that stay in a job or in a career into their older years are actually happier because they have a sense of purpose. But obviously there is a huge difference between choosing to work because you want to, you know, hang out with your colleagues, you're passionate about your job or whatever, versus having to work because you're forced to work um, because you can't afford your lifestyle. So choosing versus having to, very big difference. Now, the sooner you want to retire, the more money you need because you have to live off of that money for a longer period of time. So that is something to think about. So do you want to retire at 65? Do you want to retire at 50? Do you want it to be 40? Like no right or wrong, but just having a think about this is key. Now, let's just say for argument's sake that you wanted to retire at 50 and realistically you're going to live to the average age of about 85. This means that you would need about 35 years worth of annual income, retirement income. So you take the age in which you're probably going to die, 85. You take, you subtract it from the age that you're going to retire. So 85 take 50 is 35. Therefore, you need 35 years worth of money. So you would multiply, like I said, your target annual income by that number. But the rule of thumb, if you're not sure right now when you want to retire, the rule of thumb is to pick how much you want to live off of each year and then multiply it by 25. 25 is just like the rule of thumb number. So this is the example that I'm going to use throughout all of this episode. So I'm going to give the example of if you decide that you want to live off of 40,000 pounds a year, and you would multiply that number by 25. So you would need to have a total of 1 million pounds in your pension or retirement funds to be able to draw down upon to live off of an annual income in your retirement of 40 grand a year. So essentially in this example, there's something called um, the 4% rule. So essentially, depending on how much you live off of, you want to be drawing down on a 4% off of your total investments to be able to continue to live off of that money for the rest of your retirement. So 25, and and the reason why we use that number of 25 is because there is an assumption that from the point that you retire, people will live for about 25 years from that point. So that's where the number 25 comes from. So you can either work it out yourself or you can use the number 25. But either way, you want to times your 
uh, your target retirement annual income by the number of years you think you need that money for. And that's going to give you the total amount that you need in your retirement funds. Then from that number, so in this instance, we said a million pounds, you can work backwards to work out how much you should be putting away each month to reach this target total. Now, obviously, there are multiple ways that you can like um, that you can build up to this retirement fund. They do not all have to be through your pension. Your pension is just one option. So before you can work out what you should be putting away every month to be on target, you need to know how much you already have in pensions. Now, if you're an employee right now and in the past or in the past, you probably will have at least one workplace pension. I've got two because of the two companies that I worked for, for before. It was the same company, but um, it was the same boss, but it was like two different companies. So I've got like one pension with Nest. I think that's got like five grand and one pension that's with like uh, Royal London and it's got like seven grand. Like I really do not have a lot in my pensions. In fact, I worked for 10 years before this point, but we move. So what you want to do is you want to go and find all of the details of these pensions. Now you can do that by... Um, you should have all of the paperwork from your previous jobs. And a lot of these pension providers will have online dashboards that you can log into to see information about your current pension. And they will usually highlight to you how much you currently have saved in your pension so far. And they break it down into like what you've contributed, what the employer's contributed, how much tax relief you've got. Then you also usually give you a prediction in the future to say, by the time you access this money at your pension age, it will probably, the total value of your pension is probably going to be at this amount. And then it will also usually say, this is what is predicted to be as an annual out income paid out to you through your pension. So they're usually the stats that it highlights. Now, obviously, they're just predictions because your investments can fall and rise and nobody actually knows exactly. There's no guarantee. But predictions are helpful because it at least gives us an idea and a good place to start. So I highly recommend going to get this information. Now, the key, uh, the key thing that I want to touch on is when you use these online pension, like, I don't even know what they are, like calculators or like tools. Um, some pension providers have built in like actual tools where you can like play around and say, what if I contribute this much? What does it put up to? What if I take it down to this? Like, and you can play around with it. Um, and some of them just straight out give you the stats. Now, depending on whether you are an employee and you're still working for that company and you're still paying into that pension or whether you're no longer paying into it. Maybe you left the company and you're now freelance or you are um, uh, self-employed or a director of your own business. It's really important to make sure that the stats reflect that. So whether it says like, there's usually bits that says like, how much are you contributing each month? What percentage? And how much is your employer contributing? So obviously if you're no that longer there, that needs to be set as zero. So just make sure that that is set correctly. Just something to highlight. So let's stick with the £40,000 example. So let's just say you want to retire at the average age of 65 on a £40,000 annual income, which means you need a total of about £1 million roughly. Now, if your current pension or pensions say that it is predicted in the future at pension age to be worth £375,000, then you would have a gap of £625,000 because you've wanted to have a million pounds in there. Or if it's saying to you, we're going to pay you out 15,000 pounds annually and you wanted 40,000 pounds annually, then that is an annual pension gap of 
£25,000. So you can look at both. You can look at the total. You can look at the average annual income you're going to get. But either way, you want to work out what that gap is. Now, like I said, mine are literally like so low at the moment. So my actual workplace pensions, they're just sitting there. They're just growing. I think they're going to pay me like £900 a year for like the, the rest of my life, which is obviously not that much. I think that pays for like rent in London for one month, which is fun. So obviously I have to find a way to put away money each month towards my retirement through other means. Now, I currently have my Nest and my Royal London pensions, workplace pensions with my old jobs, which I no longer pay into, but then money, that money is still growing. I then have a self-invested personal pension with Vanguard, where I pay, I make pension contributions through my limited company as a director. And that money is growing. And then I also invest my own money into the stock market through a stocks and shares ISA. So that's what I do. They're all kind of like working towards the end goal. Now, once you know what your pension gap is, you can then pick how you want to top up to get to that pension target, that retirement fund target. You might look at your pension and like online and it says, oh, you're due to have this much. And you're like, great, that's pretty much how much I want. I just need to carry on doing what I'm doing. You might go, oh my God, I literally have nothing. I don't have any old workplace pensions or it's got like barely anything in it. That's okay because you're listening to this podcast and it's a perfect time to get started now. (laughs) Or you might look at it and go, okay, I've got X amount, but I would like it to be at X amount. This is my gap. So depending on where you're at is obviously going to depend what you need to do. So let me just give you a little breakdown of some different things that you could do to close the pension gap between what you have now and where you'd like to be. Now, if you are an employee and you have a workplace pension, you need to have a chat with your employer, or I would recommend you go and have a chat with your employer and just finding out what is the maximum contribution that they will make. So the minimum uh, contribution that an employer will make into your pension is 3%, but each of them will have their own maximum percentage. Some don't even cap it, some do, but you want to find this out because the point of having and making contributions through your pension is so that you can make full use of the tax benefits. That's one of the best things about having a workplace pension is the tax benefits. So if your employer says we cap it at 8%, that means you can put in 8%, they can put in 8%, you get tax relief, but anything that you put in over 8%, they don't match. So you could go, right, I know what the maximum contribution that I can make to get the full tax benefit is. So when you know that, you can then go back to your online workplace pension like dashboard and put in, I'm going to now put in 8%, they're going to put in 8%. What does that now look like in the future? So you can recalculate and see what it's going to say about the future. Now, whether your pension provider offers this as a calculation or you go use another pension provider like calculation, there's so many free tools. Um, I will link one of them in the show notes. But yeah, you can have a little look. You're just playing around. So you maxing out your contributions might help you predict your prediction value total of your like retirement fund, get to where you need to be. It might get you to where you need to be, or there might still be a gap. Obviously, things to take into consideration before you just max out your pension is the decision around, do you want to uh, withdraw down on that money before pension age? Because if you do, but you max out your contributions and that's all you're doing, obviously you're going to then go, oh, bloody hell, I can't even access my money. So you need to make sure you bear that in mind first. And I spoke about that on the other episodes. But if you're an employee, you have a workplace pension, one of the best ways to make most, like to get most bang for your buck is by maxing out your pension contributions. And then if you still want to top up, you can look at other ways like through the stock market um, and property and business. 
Now, if you are not an employee and you are self-employed, you are a director of your own company, you are a freelancer, a contractor, um, then you want to obviously have a look at different places that you can put your money. Now, I've already spoken about it in other episodes comparing, but it's really, 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 really important for you to understand the stock market, understanding how that money is being invested. If anybody goes into the stock market, wants to grow their money through a stocks and shares ISA and really wants to build wealth, understanding how it works is key. Even if you're an employee and you have a workplace pension, because as we've said, your pension is being invested for you on the stock market. And the more you know, the better, because knowledge is power. So now I'm going to give a couple of examples. If you are in a position where you have a workplace pension, you have some money in there, but you have a pension gap. So it's not enough to meet your retirement goal, but you do have some in there and you're planning to top it up through other means, such as a, um, like a stocks and shares ISA. Now, very much, obviously, because you're not paying into workplace pension, you can't really use the pension calculator to calculate how to top it up, but you can use a compound interest calculator. So let's go back to the example that we've been saying that you want £40,000 a year annual income, which means you need a total of a million pounds in your income pot. But we worked out the gap and there's a gap of £625,000 because your current pensions you've got from your previous jobs have uh, £375,000 in them. So right now, the example I'm giving you is how do we figure out how to plug that gap if we're not paying into a workplace pension? And let's say you're doing it through a SIP or you're doing it through a stocks and shares ISA. Now, you can use a compound interest calculator to work out how long you're going to invest that money for, how much you're going to be putting away every month, and the rough annual return percentage that you're going to make. So let's just use the example of saying that you're going to be investing your money into a low-cost index fund at an annual return of 7%. So if you're 30 right now and you have 35 years till you retire, if you wanted to retire at 65, you would need to put away £400 a month approximately, to reach the value of those investments to be £625,000 by retirement. Predict This is a prediction. So then you've got 375000 in your pension, your workplace pension, and then you've got 625000 in other investments. So that's how you're plugging the gap. Let's say you're 40 right now, so you only have 25 years until you retire at 65. Then you would need to put away £800 a month, approximately, to reach that 625000 So what you're doing is you're calculating what is the gap, and then you're using a compound interest calculator to figure out how you're going to meet that total and what that looks like on a monthly monthly investing amount. Now, if you have nothing saved and you're like, girl, I am listening to this. I'm freelance. I am. um, I've got absolute, I've got nothing. I've got nothing left. And you're starting from scratch. Like I said, do not worry. I'm going to give you some examples of what you might need to save on a monthly basis to be able to meet the goal that we've spoken about. Sticking with the same numbers. So you want to meet a million pounds for your retirement fund you want to retire at 65 and you are, what's the third part? Oh yeah. And you're going to do this through like a stocks and shares ISA. So you're going to invest your money yourself. If you're 20, so therefore right now, and you've got 45 years until you retire, you would need to put away 300 pound a month approximately. If you're 30 and you have 35 years till you turn 65, you need to put away 600 pound a month approximately. And if you are 40 and you only have 25 years until you retire, you would need to put away 
£1,300 a month. Now, this would be investing into a low-cost index fund that gives you about a 7% return. Now, like I said, when you invest on the stock market, it can be higher, it can be lower. It's just a prediction. But this just highlights to you, the longer that you have until your retirement, the less you have to put away on a monthly basis because you have longer for that money to grow. That is the power of compound interest. Now, even though the 20-year-old has to put away a lot less than the 40-year-old, in this example, talking about pensions, the 40-year-old is probably more likely to have some workplace pensions stashed away somewhere growing money. So it's always worth finding out where they're at and how much they are at. Hopefully, this kind of gives you a bit of a breakdown, a bit of an answer. But what I just want to round it up by saying is, first of all, you obviously need to take into account some of the other places that you're going to be receiving an income. Like I mentioned before, it could be through property, it could could be through business. And you're also going to get, realistically, most of us are going to get the state pension. So I spoke about that in the first episode. Um, So you could take that into account because technically the maximum you could receive is £10,000 a year. However, by the time you come to retire, we don't know if it's still going to be around and we don't know how much it's going to be. So take it into account, but do not rely on it. Now, I just want to round up this episode by just recapping the top points that you go through, the top steps. So number one, work out how much you want to live off of and what you want your annual retirement income to be. Number two, work out how much you need to have across all of your pension pots and investments by working out when would you like to retire, what age, and roughly how many years of annual income do you need in total. As I said before, the rule of thumb is usually 25 years. So whatever your annual income to be, you could just multiply it by 25. Number three, work out how much you currently have in old or current pension pots and work out what your pension gap is. So that's the difference between how much am I predicted to have in the future and then based on what I've currently got on my pensions and what and what is the gap between the number that I would like to have. So it's really important to find out what that gap is. And then it's asking yourself, how would I like to top up to reach that number? If I'm an employee, can I max out my contributions with my workplace pension to make the most of those tax benefits? If I'm a non-employee, or I'm wanting to retire earlier than the pension age, what other products can I use? So can I look to invest through a stocks and shares ISA and invest on the stock market? Now, obviously, if you are a non-employee and you are self-employed freelance, um, you can look to use a personal pension to be able to get there. All of which are options. And the key thing to know is you can have a combination of all of these things. You do not have to get it right to the number because it can ebb, it can flow, it can change. But just starting to have an idea on this and at least some kind of goal is really going to help you know if you're on track and how much you should be putting away and investing every single month to meet your goal. Now, one thing that I just want to mention is that I have a free calculator that I have created. It's a free planner, which calculates um, a lot of this stuff that I've spoken about. So it's going to help you calculate what your pension gap is. So if you would like a free copy of this, you can go to the link in my bio and download it. Um, And I'm going to put like a little how to so you know how to use it. And it could just be a really helpful way to store this information about your pensions and to get you thinking about the future. But thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And Feel, like I say, feel free to go over this and have a listen, to pause it, to re-listen to it and stop and work out those numbers and go along like it's like a little work 
book, like a little workbook. Um, and if you have any questions, please feel free to slide into my DMs or drop me an email. I'm always more than happy to help and answer. But thank you so much for tuning in. And also just to round it off, if you are listening on Spotify or Apple or wherever you're listening, please do hit follow and subscribe on my podcast because the more people that have following me, the bigger and the better content that I can make for free for you all. So yeah, thank you so much. I will see you next week. Love ya. Bye. <laughs>